This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I guess I have to say it again. I have to repeat myself here. It wasn't us. We didn't do this. They did it to us. We weren't uh, born conspiracy theorists. I was never a great skeptic of the FBI or the DOJ or the Secret Service. I am now. I I don't believe a word they say. I think everything's a cover-up. I think nothing is on the level, and we got further proof of that yesterday. I don't know why anyone's surprised. Did we really think they were going to tell us that Hunter Biden left his cocaine in the White House? Did we really think he was ever going to be even named as a suspect? We all know the truth here. Everybody knows. We know. Media knows. The Democrats, Republicans, um, the Bidens know. Joe Biden knows. Jill Biden knows. In fact, Jill Biden knows her worthless stepson is a cokehead today. They know he left his coke in the White House. All they needed was a few days to get their story straight. It took 11 days for the Secret Service to conduct this investigation. They have video. They had fingerprints. They had DNA. They lied about all of it. And and I know that might sound extreme. Might make me sound like a, a complete lunatic. I don't care. This is what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks it is a cover up. It is a scandal. It is a lie. And they will do everything possible to protect the Bidens, to protect Hunter Biden. That's what the DOJ does, the FBI, the Secret Service. By the way, the Secret Service is the same outfit that went to the gun store and tried to confiscate Hunter Biden's application for his gun when his father wasn't even president. They were working on behalf of the Bidens. The whole damn system is rotten to the core. What other conclusion can you come to here? This is the most secure building in the world. Cameras everywhere. I don't care if they tell us, oh, there were no cameras in that room. I don't care if they say there was no DNA or fingerprints. You know what that means to me? If that were true, then why aren't they looking for the person that obstructed the investigation and wiped the bag clean? That's the only way it could have no fingerprints. I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know why I find this infuriating. We know we knew they were going to cover it up. They, we knew they were going to lie. They waited 11 days, and that's exactly what they did. They lied and said they have no suspect. Maybe, maybe it took them a few days to try to find a fall guy, a patsy, try to find a construction worker, some low-level aide that would uh, confess to placing Hunter Biden's cocaine in the White House. They couldn't come up with someone. Maybe they said that that just wouldn't work. That would be a, a bridge too far. So here's what they did. They said, we're going to lie, we're going to cover it up, and we don't care how it looks. I mean, people were tweeting that uh, after the announcement yesterday and even this morning, saying they think we're stupid or they, they think we're fools with this announcement that they just can't find any suspects. They don't care if we, if they, they, we look foolish or we look dumb or we look gullible. They don't care. Optics does not matter to this regime. The, 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 the impression, the, the, uh, the, the, the visual, the visual is irrelevant to them. They are going to hold on to power. They're going to use every, every lever of power, every security state uh, organization, whatever it takes to protect this worthless scumbag you're looking at on the screen right there. I mean, we talked about this, whatever it was, Monday, Tuesday, Hunter Biden is on cocaine on the 4th of July. 
He is high on cocaine. I have no doubt about it. Uh, no one has any doubt about it. If you see that video on the Truman balcony of him watching the fireworks, that is the portrait, the picture of a cocaine addict. I said it before. I'll say it again. We, Most of us, people my age, we've known a person or two who was uh, addicted who, uh, to cocaine. That's what they look like. That's what they act like. That's what Hunter Biden is. I need to hear from some of these people who who'd said, you know, when they talked about uh, Joe Biden's unconditional love for his son and how Hunter has beat his addiction. Hunter has overcome his his pro- ish. He's overcome nothing. By the way, do you know he's been to rehab more than 10 times? He's been to rehab more than 10 times. I'm just going to say it ain't working. It ain't working. That was that everyone knows, everyone in the Secret Service, everyone in the White House, everyone in the media knows whose cocaine it was. We'll, we'll go over it again. There's there's a separate entrance for family. They don't get screened. They don't have to empty their pockets. That, that leads me to believe it's a family member. When the Secret Service says there are 500 suspects, they are lying. I'll do it the way Joe Biden would do it. They are lying. It is a lie. They know whose cocaine it is. They just don't care. They, they don't want to uh, uh, hurt the Bidens. They don't want to put Hunter Biden in a tough spot. They sure don't want to see Hunter Biden go to jail, which is what he would have to do if this were indeed his drugs. He were arrested. He violated the conditions of his diversion program. He would have to go to jail. Joe Biden, would, he, he will never allow his scumbag son to go to jail. That's why, he can't, that's why he's by his side at all times. It's a big, fat, middle finger to the world. You know, this is my bag, man. You know he's a drug addict. You know he's a scumbag. I don't care. He's my son, and you can do nothing about it. I, I, I heard people, when this news broke yesterday, actually taking it seriously, saying, oh, they couldn't get any fingerprints off the bag or any DNA. Oh, there's no video camera. Why would you believe a word they say? This is no different than the, the FBI fixing things for, for, for Hunter Biden or the IRS fixing things for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. The Secret Service is fixing things for the Bidens, and everybody knows it. Some of the congressmen who were in there, Lauren Boebert and others, they know it. You know, they know this is a lie. They want to keep the investigation going. <laughs> Please. It's not an investigation. It's a cover-up. Can't we all just agree to that? They uh, made it clear. There, there will be nothing. There will be no legit investigation. There will be no accountability. Nothing is on the level. That's the conclusion. The only conclusion you can come to with this family, with this garbage family in the White House, this was a family member or a close friend. And I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think Jill was doing blow. Just me. I don't think little Bo, little Bo Biden was doing blow. Maybe Joe, you know, takes a little tootski. He needs it sometimes. But the only guy I saw on the 4th of July who was clearly under the influence of cocaine was Hunter Biden. It's a guy who's been under coca- on cocaine for years. What other conclusion could you possibly come to? Oh, we just can't come up with a, uh, a suspect. How do they do this with a straight face? Honest to God, if you're in the Secret Service, aren't you embarrassed? Just like if you were in the FBI or in the IRS and you know this organization you work for that was once respected, 
the damage this family has done, this administration has done to these organizations is just immeasurable. When you think about it, average people, people like me, you, Ironhead, we're never going to look at the IRS, the Secret Service, the FBI the same way again. I never realized that they were so political, that they were so corrupt. But now we know, and we got, whatever, another two years of this, of them covering up every crime this family commits. We have the GOP controlling the House. They can do their best. They can hold hearings. They can issue subpoenas. They can't arrest people. You know, They can't investigate cocaine found in, found in the White House. That's the responsibility of the thoroughly corrupt Secret Service. Here is uh, the story from the New York Post. Yesterday, the Secret Service ended its investigation into cocaine found in the West Wing after just 11 days without identifying a suspect, enraging congressional Republicans who demanded answers about how an illegal drug got into one of the most secure buildings in the world. In a statement Thursday, the uh, Secret Service said its probe was, quote, closed due to lack of physical evidence after FBI forensic testing on the bag was found uh, to fail to turn up fingerprints or sufficient DNA, quote, without physical evidence. The investigation will not be able to single out a person of interest from the hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule where the cocaine was discovered. I like this guy. I don't even know him. Representative Tim Burchett from Tennessee stormed out of the briefing to lawmakers uh, on the House Oversight Committee after it began calling the conclusion bogus and saying the investigation was a complete failure. Quote, they know who goes into the White House, said Burchett. They have facial identification. They have, y'all know you can't go in there without giving your social security number. And to say that it was just some weekend, weekend visitor, that's bogus. No one's buying it at all. That is true. The problem people uh, make or the mistake they make is thinking that this corrupt administration, this this garbage family cares. They don't care. They know we know it's hunters. They know we know they're lying. Doesn't matter to them. Come get us. Come. It's like uh, the scene in The Sting when Robert Redford, it's a little before your time, I had, and Robert Redford, uh, Paul Newman keeps winning all the poker games and the guy says, how does your how does your boss do it? And Robert Redford says, easy, he cheats. <laughs> you just can't catch him. And I have to say something nice. Well, not nice. I'm just going to say something uh, not so mean and nasty about the president, Joe Biden. And by the way, about Kamala Harris and about Ayanna Presley and about Liz Warren, about Ed Markey, about AOC and Corey Bush. They're not the worst people in Washington. They're not. They're not the. They're not the least likable politician I've ever seen. You know who that is that would be one John Forbes Kerry, this man who is almost eighty, who is uh, it was fabulously wealthy, who has a private jet. We'll get to that, and a yacht and many many houses. Just can't leave the stage. Just can't go away. He so desperately hangs on to relevance, and he's found a way. His way is to push this climate crisis nonsense. And somehow he weaseled his way into being this climate envoy where he's got a whole office. He's got a whole staff. He's got jets and limos and convoys of SUVs all to push the big scam of climate crisis around the globe. He's going to Beijing. He's on his way to Beijing, which I'm looking forward to because they can laugh at him. But he was forced to answer questions on the in front of the House committee yesterday 
which was great because he doesn't like to answer questions. He doesn't like to be questioned. He's above that. And he was just so arrogant and condescending. And he was lying under oath. I don't know. I remember when that used to be a crime. John Kerry lied under oath. Uh, He was asked to be at a private jet. He said, no, he's never had a private jet. I mean, you could say technically it was in his wife's name because she's the one with all the money, but he used it. He flew all over the world in this private jet. And then he sits there in front of Congress after raising his right hand and says, oh, no, I don't have a private jet. You know how arrogant you have to be to tell that kind of bald-faced lie and and then get fact-checked instantly? He doesn't care. He just doesn't like to be questioned. But uh, let's watch as he looks into the faces of these Congress people, looks into the camera and lies. Go ahead. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. How did we how did we elect him so many times to the Senate? How? How can you look at that guy and say, yeah, I want him representing me? I watched a lot of this hearing because I couldn't get enough of it. They went at him pretty good. He did not want to tell Congress who works for him. He doesn't want you to know how much money he's, he's squandering, how much taxpayer, how many millions of taxpayer dollars, how many trips he takes. And by the way, if he doesn't take the flying squirrel, which is the family jet, which he's taken all over the globe many, many times, he takes a government jet. What's the difference? He's jetting all over the world. Convoys of SUVs are waiting to take him to some palace. And then he lectures everybody on, uh, on global warming, on climate change, but they grilled them pretty good. There were a couple of guys, Scott Perry uh, broke up the charts and graphs and showed that the earth is not warming, that, that, you know, the, that is a big scam. And he called him a grifter. He said, you're, you're all grifters. Cause he started talking about all the scientists agree, which is not true, but uh, it's the line he uses all the time. He's actually going to go to Beijing and tell the Chinese that they can't can't spew all this emissions in the world, or we're all going to die. They're, they're uh, get ready for this. They are just going to dismiss him out of here. They're going to be like, "Get out of here, boy." They're going to give him a little handshake, a little photo op, and then they're going to say, "No one's listening to you, you old crank." Uh, but what do we got here? Do we have him uh, when he's asked about like the people who work for him? He doesn't want to reveal it. He's a, he's a government employee. He wasn't elected. He's not in the cabinet. He wasn't confirmed by the Senate. He was just somehow weasel his way into this job. And he thinks it's the most important job in the world. And and he's just so arrogant about it. But let's watch some more of this uh, questioning here in front of Congress yesterday. On to some other levels of just what's going on with the hierarchy in your office. As I said, 2021 FOIA request, uh, your office replied that you wouldn't get back to it until about 2024. It's 2023. We'd like a few answers. Now, I'm not going to ask for every one of these, but I would love to know the names of the individuals that actually answer to you. Who are the ones that directly answer to you so we can know a little bit about your office? And then we'll give this chart to somebody in your office and maybe they can fill out the rest of the names while you're here answering questions for us. It'd be very helpful. Who is your deputy envoy for climate? I have two deputies, and uh, they are well-known. They're very experienced people. Rick Duke 
and uh, Sue Biniaz. But I'm not going to go through all the Rick names. Rick Duke here. and who? Mr. Chairman, Sue Biniaz, who's one of the most experienced negotiators in the world. Is Mr. Chairman, let me just say to you, deputy? Mr. Chairman, I'm not going to fill them in here in this way because that would be a violation of our process within the State Department. You're not going to tell us who's I'm not going to go office. through them by name because that is not the required process of the State Department. Who's the principal deputy for climate in your office? As I just said to you, Mr. Chairman. Who's the chief? I am going to go through the normal process. Now, (laughs) he won't tell him who works for him. How did it get to this point? This is a made-up agency, just totally made up, pissing away millions, probably tens of millions of dollars of taxpayer dollars for this fantasy that he's going to stop global emissions and, and cool off the planet. I mean, why? Who called for this? What's the need for this? Don't we have enough of these amateur you know, climatologists out there screaming about global warming? We really need an official uh, agency full of these hacks? His wife, for nothing. His wife owns like one of the biggest ketchup companies in, in the planet. Does, uh, has anyone ever asked him what, those, what that ketchup comes in? <laughs> Not, well, you, know, you can't ask him that. You can't ask him anything. You ask him who works for him, and you, you ask him about his private jet. By the way, there, there's all kinds of videos of him getting on his private jet, getting off his private jet, flying his private jet. He's so arrogant. He thinks he can say, I don't have a, I've never owned a private jet, and no one's going to fact check him. Uh, I got news for you. You might be a good Democrat. But you are you are not a likable guy. No one likes you. They do not mind when you get embarrassed, when you get fact-checked uh, in real time. But this is him in 2019. Don't forget, this is 2019. He flew to Iceland on a private jet to an accept an award for his fight against climate change. Uh, that's a guy who's really concerned about, you know, carbon emissions. Flew to Iceland on a jet, private jet, to get an award for all his good work. <laughs> I can't make that up. At least, at least Greta Thunberg thinks about the optics of things. You know, she came to the U.S. on some weird sailboat. You know, she pretends she's, you know, doesn't, you know, overdo it. Doesn't you don't see her in limos too often. This guy doesn't care. He thinks he's above it all. He's so arrogant. Listen to this. This is John Kerry a couple of years ago when asked why he flies private jets to places like Iceland if he's so concerned about global warming. Go ahead. It's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. The only choice for someone like me now you, that's different. You can, you can sail, you know, you can stay home. You can take a covered wagon, but for him, he's so important. Oh God, is he arrogant? How could, how could he be a good negotiator? Nobody likes him. He lies. Nobody believes him. Nobody buying what he's selling. And we think he's negotiating deals. There's a couple of great cuts from this uh, hearing that you got to watch. This guy, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, grills some good about, all the other countries that don't buy into this. And he goes through them all, Mexico and China and Russia, how they're not buying into it, how even if he gets them to admit, even if we eliminate all our carbon emissions, get to net zero, it won't matter at all. He gets carried to admit that, which is pretty good. And before he's done, he calls him a grifter, which is good. And Kerry gets all, all upset. It's good. It's good. But I mean, I guess you just have to wait for the election because the next president, 
please God, as long as it's not Biden or, uh, or Gavin Newsom, they'll just eliminate this whole thing. You're done, John. You can go home now. You're you're 80, whatever, 82. Go home now. Go, go, go windsurfing or sail your sailboat or do whatever. Fly your private jet. Just leave us alone. Yeah, take so, your private jet back to your wife's plastic bottle factory. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just, he's got a big house on Martha's Vineyard because, you know, when you're really afraid that the oceans are going to rise and wipe out large parts, what you want to do, first of all, is buy an oceanfront property, right. just like Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama and John Kerry. You want to make sure you're right there on the beach because pretty soon phew, the oceans are going to rise and wipe us all out. That's how you know. He's just the biggest lion hypocrite of them all. But uh, all right, we got to move. We got to get to our friend uh, Rob Finity, the morning host, of, the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax. We're going to get to the latest on CNN. CNN a big new primetime show, 9 p.m., taking on Hannity and Rachel Maddow. And they're rolling out all the, they're, they're promoting the hell out of it. This is going to be big, a game changer. Well, didn't work out so well on its debut. We'll tell you who they lost to. And uh, we got a place, Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera just turned 80, but I think he's finally found his home. I think he's found the place he belongs in cable news or in TV news. He's found a home. Geraldo on The View. It's a perfect fit. Uh, it's, it's, uh, excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. Uh, joining us now is the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax, our friend Rob Finney, who has been all over this uh, cocaine scandal. You asked a question yesterday, Rob, yesterday morning on Twitter. You said, will we get an actual investigation or will it be a cover up? And uh, I think we all know the answer to that now. It is a cover up. Uh, I'm going to guess you're about as surprised as I am uh, at this development. Yeah, um, it's. Well, we, we know the answer. It's definitely a cover-up. Uh, no surprise there. Um, we had somebody who was with the Secret Service for 20 years and was Hunter Biden's on his detail for a few years, three years, when Joe Biden was vice president on the show last week, so a week ago today. And he said, look, this kind of thing would be very easy to figure out, but I'm not convinced that Hunter Biden stayed at Camp David for the entirety of that four days. You know, apparently the Biden uh, family left late Friday and then went back right. to the White House Tuesday. 
for the 4th of July. And Hunter, by the way, didn't look great on the Truman balcony. No, um, he did when not. They were, when they were watching the fireworks. I'm just saying. Uh, but it would be very easy. It's like a 45-minute drive from Camp David back to D.C. So did Hunter return? Did he return with a group of people? Uh, the West Executive Entrance is for VIPs and family. The media doesn't go in there. I've been to the West Wing. Uh, that's the vice presidential entrance. And then when there is family and, and, you know, extended family, they would go to that entrance versus uh, the South Portico. So, it, you know, it's speculative at this point. But if it was a staffer or an intern or a guest and the Secret Service figured that out, why not just give us a name and the story would go away just like that? Uh, but it's right. just really suspicious that we haven't gotten a name. By not naming Hunter Biden, they essentially named Hunter Biden, which is obvious. You mentioned Hunter on the balcony. I've talked about that a lot. I have a, uh, I had a good friend who was uh, addicted to cocaine. Cocaine just ruined him. And as I've said, he looked just like the guy on the balcony, the same mannerisms, the same sweaty energy, you know, the same look on his face. That's the portrait of a cocaine addict. And I don't know, when you find cocaine in the White House, I would tend to lean toward the cocaine addict as the guy who may have left it there. But let's be honest, Rob, you and I know that they were never, ever going to name Hunter and they will never, ever allow Hunter to go to jail, which is what would have would, would have to happen if it were if he were actually fingered. But here's here's a good question. They said they got no DNA or fingerprints on the bag. So shouldn't the investigation then turn to the person who wiped the fingerprints off the bag? Uh, we don't believe that the person doing that coke was wearing gloves. Yeah, by the way, you believe that the Secret Service says that. I don't know if I believe that the Secret Service has been protecting this family for a long time. Ooh, it's not like Joe Biden is a great Democratic president. By the way, it's not like we're talking about FDR or like some legendary like, Democratic president. It's Joe Biden. The worst president of my lifetime, actually the worst president of both of our lifetimes. I think Jimmy Carter right now is like, look, stop comparing me to Joe Biden. I was a hell of a lot better president than Joe Biden is. Here's my question. So the investigation ends. There's no suspects, which is totally ridiculous. Think about the Boston Marathon bombing. So Joe Carr, Tamerlan, Sarnayev, right? That was 10 years ago, April of 2013. We had very few cameras, very few camera angles, and the technology was technology from a decade ago. I've been there. It's a 17-acre campus, the White House. There's more than 300 cameras in that one building alone. We have to sign in. If you're a guest like myself, you've got to fill out something called the WAVES form, which includes your Social Security number. It's not like people willy-nilly go to the White House. This is something that they could figure out. Why they said the investigation is over just further implicates Hunter Biden, but there's no way. Think about it. What happened in Boston Marathon bombing. They looked at a camera from the forum. Eventually, they were the right. piece. They were the FBI, the local police, state police. They were able to piece it together and figure out really grainy pictures of who they think might have left the backpacks there uh, on Boylston Ave. Um, they can't do this at the White House, the most secure building on the planet. Maybe it's ridiculous. And there's nothing that Republicans could do about it. I mean, I saw Lauren Boebert and some others screaming about it, but they can't do anything about it. To me. Here's something people don't understand. Everyone thinks that optics matter, the look at the, you know, it's not a good look. It's not, a, the perception is bad. I don't think Joe Biden and the people around him care. You know, they are essentially given the middle finger. Every time Hunter is standing next to Joe, it's like a big, big middle finger to the public, to the Republicans, to the, to the authorities saying, yeah. you know, come get us. You, you can't. 
he feels yeah. he's so protected. I don't think they'll ever be, Hunter Biden will ever be held accountable. I think his father has made that clear. Yeah, no, good point. By the way, Boylston Street. I think I did Boylston Ave. No, you were close. Um, no, you were close. Yeah, Boylston Street. Boylston, that's the one. Um, no, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre did a masterful job. And we all think she's so silly and, and stupid. Uh, she yes. was in the press she room is. and she shamed, she shamed the media. There's 49 chairs in there. She shamed everyone in that room. She said it is, it's, it is an insult to even implicate that the Biden family, they were not at the White House. That's what she said. And she right. shamed the media. Uh, and, and CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, their, their lack of curiosity when it comes to this story. And, and look, I, I don't like the, the cliche that if Donald Trump were in the White House, you know, things would be different. Go back to, go back to Obama. Go back to George W. Bush. If George W. Bush were president, they'd, they'd turn the White House inside out, figuring this out. If Obama, I, I'm serious. I think that they, he'd say, look, listen, we've got 400 names. Bring, bring everybody in for questioning. Um, right. we can, you know, and the DNA thing is BS, you know, the, the, there's DNA. There's no way they get, the secret service knows who did this. The one off the record thing that we're hearing now is that this might've been a drug drop for Hunter. Hunter might have right. somebody because Hunter can't just go to his dealer anymore. Right. He can't do that. It's not like the old days. So if he's right. back on Coke, let's just, we're in speculative territory. Got to say that. But if he is, somebody's got to get the drugs for him. Right. So this, yes. this, that, that came out yesterday that maybe this was, you know, that was kind of on the fringe that maybe there was a drop and that's what this was. I, I don't know how that's possible. I think Hunter Biden might have come back to the White House. Maybe it was his, maybe it wasn't. But I think the Secret Service knows. And I, I think that the American people have a right to know, too. It's like it's like the lab leak theory. I mean, let's let's be honest. The the uh, the virus probably came from the place where they make viruses and and make them stronger. <laughs> that's the logical starting point. When you see a bag of Coke in the White House, you look at the guy on Coke, who didn't have to go through security and empty his pockets. It's just logical. But here's what they've done to us, Rob. You're much younger than me, but my whole life I had a sort of innate trust in the in these agencies, the FBI, the DOJ, the, not necessarily the IRS, but the Secret Service. I never thought they were so corruptible. And as you point out, they are selling their souls for a just an empty husk, a, just a soulless guy who is, uh, who's got what two years left in office. Maybe he'll make it. Maybe he won't. It's, it's that's an open question. But they have changed the way people, normal people, look at the federal government, including the the security state, the law enforcement agencies. I, I look at them now. I say, I assume they're corrupt. I assume they're lying to me. It's an amazing turnabout, at least in my mind. I agree. I hadn't thought about it like that. But when I was a little kid, I used to be like, no, like if something goes wrong, we've got the FBI and, right. you know, the people at NASA, the, the, the best and the brightest. These are the most intelligent, qualified people for the job. Clearly, that's not the case. And the rest of America is now aware of this. I think, look, if you're watching Newsmax, you're going to hear about the cocaine story. If you're watching CNN, you know, they make jokes about it. Bad jokes, by the way. Um, right. You know, on the view, and, and they're going to defend the administration. But no, that goes back to my question. It's not like they're defending some transformative American president, some some figure that has done amazing things for the country, and and for you know the the people of America. It's just not the case. And now I think that people say this cocaine story. It, it's just so ridiculous that the United States Secret Service. Uh, egg on their face, but they're right there with the, the FBI. 
and this is embarrassing. And, and the guy that we've had on who was with the service for 20 years, he was like, I think they will give us a name eventually, whether it takes a week or a month or, or a year. You know, this is not going to be the Supreme Court leaker all over again. And here we are 11 days later, and they've ended the investigation. Jerry, at the White House, put me in charge for a week and a half. Guarantee I could figure it out with a group of people. I wonder how many people in the White House or in the Secret Service or in the FBI are saying, I don't want to be part of this. I mean, I didn't sign up for this. I know we have some brave whistleblowers at the FBI and the IRS, but how many people in the Secret Service are saying, this is embarrassing. We used to be respected. Now we think, now we look to like just another arm of the Biden family, a Biden, you know, criminal syndicate here. It's an amazing thing. And I, I know it's just one Example, next week we have more whistleblowers. We have more James Comer uh, bringing out whistleblowers. This is not going to end. That's the thing that I always wonder when you defend the Bidens, like the, the, you know, the bimbos on The View or people on CNN. Like, you know what they did last week? They, they praised Joe for his uh, fatherly love, his unconditional love. And they said his son's gone through a tough time and he's beaten it. He's beaten his addiction. He's beaten the demons. And I'm looking at him on the balcony saying, are you sure about that there, uh, Anna Navarro? Uh, Cause I don't think he's beaten anything. They don't, they feel silly. Don't you feel silly when you defend this family, this regime, this, this <laughs> cocaine head and the, and the guy who enables them. I mean, you just must feel like an idiot. And what about grandfatherly love? What about the double standard there? What about what about Navy Roberts, your your four year old granddaughter living out in Arkansas, um, who got to handpick some of the Claude Monets that Hunter put together over the last <laughs> seven months? Um, no, if Hunter's back on coke, this is going to happen again. Let's say right. again, it, it, this will happen again. We've got sixteen months until November twenty twenty four. So this is that something like this will happen again. If Hunter's back, we will find out if he's if he's back on drugs. Uh, not a good thing. But on the other side of this, let's say this is a White House staffer. We've got a coke head in the White House. That's a problem. What if the person that left the coke got security clearances, right? Very possible. Half the people in the White House do. Interns sometimes have security clearances. What if we've got a coke head in the White House? This is not anything to do with Hunter. Why, why wouldn't there be any curiosity on the part of the president and the administration to figure this out and flush that person out? Um, and then if it was, my goodness, this person is breathing one hell of a sigh of relief this morning. Talk about dodging a bullet. You brought Coke into the White House and, and nothing's, you're not going to get caught. Nothing's going to happen. I mean, you know, this person, if it's not Hunter or part of Hunter's, you know, rolling party, uh, they got to be, wow, they got to be really relieved this morning. Well, what's the answer to the question everyone's asking? What if it were anthrax or ricin? What if it were, what if that were some deadly powder? Would they say the same thing? Say, oh, couldn't find, no fingerprints, no DNA, no video. Uh, we tried, you know, let's move on. Of course not. They would have a suspect. They have them a, it would be a huge story. They, they, it, again, again, we're repeating ourselves. They all know. We all know. We know. You know. I know. They know. Everybody knows. And this is how it's done. They look you in the eye and lie. They've been doing it for two and a half years, and they're going to continue to do it. I mean, you show up every morning, and you just... Um, you just sit there and you you take another scandal and you and you present it to the world. You're going to do that again next week, aren't you? Absolutely. And uh, this week, the, the Coke story was a gift last week. Fourth of July week right. pretty slow. Uh, but Monday, I, I just could not believe. I guess I wasn't surprised, but I couldn't believe that this story had just evaporated from the news. Fox wasn't talking about it on Monday. I was like, guys, what happened to the story? 
Uh, middle of the week, we start to hear that the Oversight Committee is going to get a briefing. We had uh, South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace on this morning. And right before we go on, I asked her, I said, is there anything that you learned in this briefing that you can't tell us? And she went, not really. And I just laughed. And 30 seconds later, we were, we were back on the air. Nothing. Nothing. The, the, their briefing was a joke. What the Secret Service told them was a joke. The investigation was a joke. Uh, and we'll never get a name. This will this will go down in history. And we'll never yep. get a name. Yeah, and and you know, as you say, CNN, they're thrilled. MSNBC, The View, they're like, hey, you know, they they tried, they just couldn't find anybody. And I know it'll go away. I know that's the plan. But then comes you know another whistleblower, another another story about uh, the Barisma founder bribing the president. Another story about Hunter, you know, not paying his taxes. <laughs> just it's never going to end. And it's supposed to be campaign season. Hey, one last question. I want to ask you this because I've changed my mind. Joe Biden can't run again. He won't run again. He'll be lucky to make it to his uh, to the end of this term. He has no campaign headquarters. He has no campaign staff. He's not campaigning. Do you think that in Washington, is that the dirty little secret that he's done, that he's not running in November 2023, he will, uh, 2024, he will not be on the ballot? So that CNN piece that came out today um, or late yesterday, that's the most telling key indicator for me um, as somebody who covers this stuff every single day. Uh, Newsmax has been saying this for two years. You know, just, just age. Uh, we've been saying this for a long time. The fact that CNN is picking up on this, and then when you look into it in a little bit more detail, has Gavin Newsom been running kind of a shadow fundraising campaign oh, for the oh last yeah. six months? Yes, yeah, he has. he's raised millions of dollars. Tomorrow we're going to get Joe Biden's financials, how much money he's raised. Uh, the first financial disclosure that we got from Obama before he ran for re-election in 2012, we got it 2011. He raised $86 million. Um, Joe Biden's tomorrow is going to be right around where Ron DeSantis is, um, right around $20 million, which is pathetic for an incumbent president who's got the who's got the bully pulpit and the, the power of the presidency. Uh, Joe Biden's not going to run again. Uh, the question is now, what does the DNC do? Because this this notion that Gavin Newsom is the heir apparent is being blown totally out of proportion. Look at his record in California. He'll be totally exposed. Not to mention his ex-wife, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who's now almost <laughs> engaged to Donald Trump Jr. Um, <laughs> just a funny, funny thought. Um, but the Democrats have got to go candidate shopping, and they don't have a bench like the Republicans do. But no, I don't think Joe Biden, I think that is the big secret in Washington, and I think, I think it's going to come undone. I think they're giving him a little grace period right now. Retire with right. dignity, Mr. President. Do it now or this drumbeat from the New York Times, from the Atlantic, from Axios, and now from CNN will continue and get worse. That was that was all in the same weekend. CNN, Axios, uh, 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 what was the uh, Atlantic, they all uh, threw some dirt on him on the same weekend. And I think he was sabotaged from inside his team when someone told him, go to the beach and take your shirt off, Joe. I think that was somebody there saying, we're going to show the world that this guy is on his last legs. That was... That could have been the worst political advice since Dukakis got in the tank. Yeah, Telling Joe worse. Biden to go to the beach, try to carry your own chair, try to take your shirt off by yourself. And he just looked so pathetic. It was embarrassing. And then you think about, you know, I heard The View. They said the same thing. They were like, well, imagine if Donald Trump took his shirt off at the beach. I got news for you. Trump's way too smart for that. He'd never take his shirt off at the beach. Right. Check that. You'd never see him sitting in a beach chair, ever. You don't even see him out of a suit, except on the no. golf course. 
you know, he, he would never do that. And that's the answer. It's not the fact that he looks as fit as RFK Jr. He, he doesn't, but he wouldn't make that mistake. Somebody told Biden, this will be a good look. Take your shirt off because JFK did it or Obama did it. It's like they, they don't realize that it's not good. Look. No 80 year old looks good with their shirt off on the beach. I'm sorry. No, I, not most, to mention, you know, he's, an, he's an Irish Catholic, so he's not. Look, I'm Irish Catholic. Right? I mean, it's, he's very pale. Um, you know, that part of the body hasn't, hasn't had direct sun exposure in, in quite some time. Um, you know, Marlago is on the beach in Palm beach. You ever seen a beach picture of Donald Trump with his grandkids? Never once. Never. You ever Never. see DeSantis Never. out on the beach in Florida? There are some beaches down there, right? He's too smart for that. Right. And he's probably looks good, you know, but, uh, I, I think he, I think RFK jr, you know, made him think he could pull it off and he just can't. But, uh, yeah. anyway, Rob, we will let you get off to uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, I, I, uh, Biden's already at camp David. I wonder if he'll still have Hunter by his side. Will it, will this be a, a point where he says, you know, maybe I should uh, tell the crackhead to keep his distance. Cause it, it, to us, it's a bad look. To us, he's enabling him literally day in and day out saying, I got you here, son. Is 53. How many 53-year-olds are always by their father's side? <laughs> just Jerry, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. He's just, just a troubled a kid. kid. No, and don't forget, <laughs> that's where they were. They were at Camp David when, uh, when the Coke was found at the White House. So hopefully Hunter stays at Camp David this time. Well, he's going to continue to provide you with plenty of material on uh, Wake Up America every morning on Newsmax. Rob Finity, thanks a lot. I uh, will talk Jerry. to you again soon. Okay, you, thanks, Jerry. All right, that is Rob Finity. you got to watch him. I mean, honest to God, I, I watch CNN and MSC to hate watch just because I, I, they're so bad and they're so in the tank. But if you want to know what's really going on, you watch Newsmax, you get the truth about things like the cocaine and all the scandals. I mean, they, 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 the other stations, the other networks are devoted to covering it up. Newsmax reports it. And I appreciate that. But uh, that is the uh, host of their morning show. Um, uh, we're going to get to some CNN. We got some CNN news. CNN's got a new show, 9 p.m. You're not going to believe how bad it, de- it debuted. This is Caitlin Collins, their young star. She's 31 years old. She was on the show with uh, Don Lemon, the tanked. They decided to put her at 9 p.m. I'm going to go through the uh, list of shows that beat her. And Geraldo, speaking of uh, failures, cable TV news failures, Geraldo was going down swinging. He had some uh, things to say about Tucker Carlson and uh, Greg Gutfeld. Without naming Greg Gutfeld, took some shots at him while on The View. And you know what? I watched this. So you don't have to. I watched the whole thing. It's like 15 minutes long. Geraldo fits in perfectly on The View. He's 80 years old. He's all made up fake hair and facelifts. He's dumb as a rock. He's liberal. He, you know, hates Trump now. He used to be friends. He's the perfect fit. He should be on that show permanently. He needs a job. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We're going to do that and lots more before we sign off on this Rumble Friday. Uh, we'll be right back. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. 
You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, CNN has a, made a big move when they uh, blew up their morning show. They moved Caitlin Collins, 31-year-old, former White House reporter, kind of a smarmy-looking woman. It's not terrible on the air. She's the one that did the Trump town hall and fought with Trump and kept jabbing and fact checking Trump. It was, it wasn't a bad show. It was, uh, it did well. It did better than, you know, town halls where everyone gets along. I, mean, I don't hate her. She just, she's just boring. She debuted this show last week. I believe it's called uh, the source with Caitlin Collins. You know what? They're running out of names for cable TV shows. The source, yeah. uh, her debut on CNN primetime. This is from uh, the daily wire was less watched than a slew of sitcoms and animated reruns. The show came in dead last against its cable competition with just 540,000 viewers and wasn't even the top show on CNN on its debut. Here's the best part. Nielsen ratings showed that Collins' show came in behind repeats of Golden Girls, South Park, Seinfeld, Friends, Modern Family, even SpongeBob SquarePants beat the show. So they debut on CNN, a lot of publicity, a lot of hype, you know, as our young star, she's going to take on Hannity and Rachel Maddow. Uh, she got crushed by them and she also lost to SpongeBob. Oh, it was a repeat though, you know, a reap who's watching SpongeBob SquarePants at nine o'clock at night. I don't know, but that's not a good sign for uh, CNN, the new CNN, but you know what? I got a solution for them. Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera, Geraldo Rivera got fired from, actually got fired from the five. And now we find out why. Uh, Greg Gutfeld hates him. They, they had, had a personal feud. See, I liked it. I could feel the tension. I thought it was good TV. I was disappointed when they fired him. And now they have two, a couple other liberals, Harold Ford, who's never said an interesting thing in his life. And, and Jessica Tarlov, who's boring, just typical liberal. Geraldo was good. He was feisty. He was dumb. He'd say dumb things and then uh, go back and forth with Gutfeld or Jesse Waters. I think he was the best liberal that shows had. And yet they fire him from the show and he was still going to be part of Fox. So he quit in protest. He went on The View where he fits in perfectly and took some shots at Gutfeld without naming his name. He said he didn't get along with a co-host who was male and that that male forced him off the show and it's and there was they did a big farewell video when Geraldo left the network and Jesse Waters did a thing where he said I love you Geraldo. Gutfeld did not appear on it and Gutfeld knows it's him that he's taking a shot at. They hate each other, uh, so uh, he went on with the View and the View hates Fox and the View hates uh, you know Gutfeld and the View hates Trump. Um, so uh, he had uh, he got his chance to take some shots at. Geraldo without naming, I mean, Scott Phil without naming his name. And then he talked about Tucker and how he was so ashamed of the 
Tucker's coverage of the election or Tucker's coverage of January 6th. I mean, this is a journalist. He prides himself on being a journalist and he just wants to accept, you know, the, the approved narrative of everything, the election, the election results, January 6th, the war, whatever. That's what he does because he's dumb and he's made a fortune in TV and good luck to him. But, uh, I don't think I have a feeling the next Tucker Carlson, um, update or uh, Twitter thing, Twitter file is going to, it might include some shots at Geraldo might include burying this old fool, but uh, I enjoyed it. We need more of this. We need more of this infighting in the media. It's kind of fun, but uh, I, that will do it. We any comments. Oh, we have a question for Jerry. Let me see what this one says from Navagalian. If the, uh, if the Dems win in 2024, do you see conservatives moving to red States? Yes, I do. People are going to do that. People are going to move to Nashville. And Florida, they're going to get out. I think about that all the time. I'm represented by Ayanna Presley and Liz Warren, two of the worst people ever to, to in Washington, two just awful people who only care about dividing the races and advancing and promoting and abortion. That's all they care about. And student loan and handouts for deadbeats with graduate degrees. But all right, we got to go. That'll do it for this Rumble Friday. Thanks to our friend Rob Finity for joining us. Thanks to everyone for for uh, listening and watching and commenting. We appreciate it. You can watch the show all weekend long, I think, I hope, on Rumble. Go to Newsmax TV, Rumble. Just Google it, and there we will be. You get to see Ironhead and all his fine work. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for today and for this week. Thanks uh, to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again Monday. God save the queen, man. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.